condos. So if you are considering purchasing a condo, whether that's a resale that, um, home or new construction, mm-hmm. Mary actually put a reservation in with one of our clients this just past week on a condo we did. Um, reservation on Sunday. So we were all over the place. Yeah, we had 36 I- groups of people at one of our open houses this weekend. Mm. We divided and conquered this weekend pretty well, actually, considering yeah. we moved everybody. <laughs> everybody changed what they were doing. Oh my gosh, yes. Melissa, I can't thank you enough. I mean, that was awesome. We all just sort oh, of was which way you're going and who can yeah. help and yeah. yeah well I'm going to digress I, I promise listeners we will talk about <laughs> condos but we have this wonderful uh, listing over in Abington for East Street in Abington it's on the market for 325 there's such a shortage of inventory in that range in yeah. that price range that and I actually feel bad for the people coming in because it's like the competition is so big I felt bad for myself because I couldn't purchase <laughs> I know it, it's a great such a great house. Yeah. No, but that's a good point because you can sometimes see buyers as they walk through an open house that yeah. is that jam-packed yeah. or even when they pull up. Mm-hmm. I remember a while back, not about, not with this house, but another property we were going to with buyers, there were so many cars outside that they looked at me and they're like, I don't I don't even want to go in because yeah. there's, there's no point in even trying, yeah. so they get discouraged. Mm. But you can kind of see that sometimes, so it's yeah. tough. And they get, de- yeah, deflated is yeah. how, like, I feel like they're just like, oh, so, and I feel sad for them. But there was a line going out the door. Yeah. There were people there <laughs> before we even got there, and I just, I felt terrible for them. But I felt <laughs> like I was a funeral director because as the, it was an, it's an antique home, so it, you know, a lot of funeral. That center staircase. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and, like, with the big pillar, you know, and I was just standing there greeting everybody, and I was like, you can sign in up there. <laughs> you know? And I changed my mindset, and I was like, all right, I'm changing this. It's it's Halloween and it's trick or treat, yeah. and I'm giving away candy. Well, you always have like fun at your open houses. It, like it was, it wasn't chaos, but yeah. there were a ton of people there, and we got there pretty early. We got mm-hmm. there at least 20 minutes early, and you know we're putting out the signs, but there's a ton of people there, and it could be stressful. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, nope, we open at one. Yeah. <laughs> nope. We open at one. Well, we have things to do when we, we get yeah, there. Yeah, we set up. We make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. everything is, is safe for people to walk through the house. And we make mm-hmm. sure all the lights are on and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, yeah, we have put to make sure signs. Well, we always we go up. through our houses anyways because, unfortunately, there are people out there that go to open houses and they have one thing on their mind is mm-hmm. to, look for, is yeah, to look yeah. for things that they could potentially put in their pocket. So we like to go through our houses and just, you know, get a visual of where everything is and if anybody leaves anything out we put it away Right. Yeah, and I had to go out to your car, and I just confidently walked right to the car and walked right back in the house. <laughs> Speaking of having fun, though, if you follow us at on um, at, at Sharon McNamara Broker Team on Instagram, you would see like a little video that I posted of Sharon vacuuming this Ooh. open house because we had so many people coming through. That was one but, of my first thoughts when we got in. I was like, oh, white carpet, mm-hmm. lots of feet. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the open house was still going on, but she just couldn't. She's like, I can't, I can't take it. One more second. So that'll like be in somebody else's book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're writing a book, but that'll be in someone else's book. I was at an open house, and the realtor just kept vacuuming <laughs> all around me. <laughs> well, I said to them, I just want this house to look as pretty for you as it did for the first person who walked in the door because yeah. the, someone had like grass on their feet. Mm-hmm. And it was a rainy day. Yeah, and it just didn't look great. So, yeah. so um, tonight we are going to continue on our topic uh, regarding uh, condos. So, Mary, do you want to take the lead a little bit on this and let people know sort of the difference? Differences. Are there, let me ask you: Are there differences between a buyer purchasing a single-family home or a condo, a condominium, or a townhouse? 
Absolutely. <laughs> so something with um, single family versus condo, one of the most important things is a single family, you're detached. There's nobody that's a but there you have a butters, but there's nobody that's directly attached to you and consequently what they do in their unit might affect you in your unit if you have a mm-hmm. condo or a townhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that's super, super important with condos is to be looking at the condo docks and mm-hmm. trying to get a feel for who the neighbors are. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as an example, the property that we put a reservation in for one of our buyers this weekend, they're in the reservation stage. So there's actually no neighbors that have occupied any of the units in their building. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the first things during this reservation period is we asked for all of the condo docs to come over so that we were able to have ample time to review it. So right mm-hmm. now we have three weeks or 21 days to review all of those docs. The bank has to review those documents. The um, lend, uh, not the lender, that would be the bank. Um, the attorney. The attorney has to review those. The buyer has to review them. And those are all governing docs. So mm-hmm. bylaws, rules, regulations, um, financials, budgets, where, you know, what the pet policy is going to be. That's super, super huge. Mm-hmm. That actually, the, the whole pet policy, it's one of the first questions that, you know, a we get asked a lot when we have um, mm-hmm. condos for sale, when we're the listing agents, because pet people are very, very attached to their pets, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if they can't have a dog over a certain pound or or a certain type or whatever, they really won't purchase the condo. Yeah. That, that, that's something that, it, that happened, you know, and, and some, some, you know, condo associations don't allow dogs whatsoever. Um, there might be a couple that might mm-hmm. be fuck grandfathered in or, yeah. or something, but, um, but yeah, that's a, you know, that's a big factor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really, people. that's a really good point just because, so one thing that I've noticed in, is it seems like in more established communities or condos, townhouses that have been um, up for several years and have a, a pretty good feeling for their association tend to be stricter in my experience on their pet policy based off of the fact um, that this one, and I'm seeing in more recent new build um, construction condos, they're allowing either a breed restriction. Mm. So only like the only pet restriction that they have is a breed restriction. It used to be potentially that you could only have animals under Mm -hmm. 25 pounds. This one that we went to the other day, which I thought was really interesting, it was uh, the weight limit was 100 pounds. You could have a 100 pound dog. Yeah, that's the heaviest I've seen. So that's a rare, that's a rarity. But yeah, people love their animals. So at the end of the day, That could that would make or break it for me. I got two cats and a dog, man. Yeah, I, I mean it's a, it's a huge dog. factor. But even like even some um, new construction developments that aren't um, condos, they're single family homes. They might in if they have an association, um, and that might be because you know the road is private or something, and they need to to maintain that type of thing. Um, they might have some sort of a pet restriction in their con mm-hmm. uh, in their documents, but it might just be you know your dog needs to be on a leash or something like, you know, I've never seen anything like so extreme, like, you know, with a weight limit or anything like that, at least with single family homes, it might be a little bit more lenient. Um, but definitely like, you know, having your, your dog on the leash and, and, you know, when it's in, um, 
you know, common areas. Well, technically, depending on the town that you're in, you're supposed to have your dog on the leash yeah. at all times. At all times. Pembroke is one. Do you times. have your dog on the leash at all times, Mary? I will neither <laughs> deny or <laughs> confirm that allegation. It's um, definitely on the, not on the leash when when Dexter's here or when Grace is here. Gracie hasn't been here. I'm, well, in a while, no. no. You know, this will be my third cookie today. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, hey, this is one of the one of the nice things about which uh, one is this one? Uh, oatmeal raisin. Mm. So, sorry, Ben, you're not here, so I can't We're give you a, a cookie. Snack. That's okay. <laughs> I actually do have a little bit of uh, in- input on this one for a change. Oh okay. yeah. So I live in a condo situation. I won't name where, uh, but there is a, again a no animal, no dog. They do allow mm-hmm. cats. Whatever works. But sometimes that one person that has the dog, for some reason, like maybe they're having a gathering or friends over, whatever, the dog ends up on the, the balcony. Now, it's a guarded uh, balcony, fair enough, whatever. But the thing starts barking, and he just wants mm-hmm. to come in. And you know how dogs are. When they start, they just want to come in. They're not going to stop until they do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. They see their friends inside, and they're like, hey, play with me. You know, it, it, it's rough, though. But it's like you don't want to say anything because, you know, it, it's a dog. Nobody wants to say yeah. no to having a dog, you know, and you just happen to be the one person here that has a dog, you know, and the rest of us just have to hear your dog. Well, and that can be a problem, and I think that that's one of the things where you have to really be uh, – one of the things that we always suggest is getting the minutes of the meeting because you would see if somebody had a, a dog that was sort of a nuisance all the time, mm-hmm. that would certainly come up mm-hmm. in the minutes of the meeting yeah. where they would be talking about it from the association. But you learn all kinds of little tidbits when you do get those meeting minutes. So Yeah, those are really important because you never know. I mean, you don't know who's living in the neighborhood, so there might be something that's happening, um, like recurring, um, that, mm-hmm. that is bad. Um, so you want to be able to sort of get on top of that before you, you know, move forward with yeah. With that and any pending assessments too. Yeah, so that's big. That, I mean, that's a really big one, especially if you've had a rough winter or if you mm-hmm. can see that the buildings have older roofs or things like or like the decks, mm-hmm. because they're always planning. They talk about these things months in advance if they're yep. planning to do. You know, maybe they're going to restain all of the decks or replace the roof. It isn't just like, hey, three people got together and we decided that we're going to re-roof everything and you guys have no say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's a owner-run association, you're going to mm-hmm. have ample notice. I mean, that is one of the things is, I mean, you really do have to think about, you know, the condo association fees. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's to me is the difference between when you're thinking about new construction or you're thinking about a resale and checking that budget to make sure that there is enough money in there in the reserves to handle those bigger type of, you know, things that are going to happen. Yeah. I mean, some of these older developments and we had actually, uh, somebody had called in a couple weeks ago when Mark and I were doing the show, uh, regarding Chapel Hill and some of those are older, so you have to make sure that there's enough money in the budget. Mm -hmm. And if there isn't, then you have to do special assessments. And sometimes people just don't have the money to do that after the fact. Um, One of the things with new construction that I always alert people to is the condo association fees tend to be lower when you're in new construction. And the reason for that is because generally speaking, the developer hasn't given over the association yet. Mm-hmm. So he's still maintaining it and running it. Well, generally speaking, they have the equipment to also take care of plowing, yeah. take care of the landscaping to do all of those things. So it's cheaper. Yeah. So then once the, once the development is complete and the association takes it over, they go to hire a landscaper 
you know, somebody to do the snow plowing and to do all these other maintenance things, it ends up being, you have to do an increase in your fees. So I always tell people they may be low now, but you should always anticipate them going up. Well, that's also, I think the reason, so a lot of associations, when you buy into the association itself, the condo itself, you end up paying either two to three months, um, upfront for your condo fee, whether it's new construction Mm -hmm. or, um, a resale. And that's kind of your contribution and cushioning their reserve account in case mm-hmm. some type of special assessment or condo fees arose mm-hmm. um, for, you know, kind of out of nowhere mm-hmm. or like there was a major repair that needed to be done. Yeah. Um, what were, sorry, we just got a little distracted. People can tell. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then there's it, silence. Well, because they're watching us too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's not looking at the screen. Is it still running? I think it is still running, oh, yeah. yeah. I think we're still on Facebook, but I, I'm not sure. The screen just went blank. But um, again, you are listening to Talk Real Estate here on WATD, and we are talking about condos. If you have any questions regarding condos or anything to do with real estate, we're happy to answer any of your questions. If you're in the area of our uh, new studio, in-house studio feel free to stop in we're here so hey we'll bring you live on the air if you want <laughs> you have yeah. to ask a real estate question <laughs> yeah well yeah it's a real estate that's trip. part of the admission okay yeah. uh, so 781-837-4900 something about fees like i know that we're talking about condo fees but they're um I just want to touch upon this. I had a conversation with one of our agents, Matt Mahoney, the other day. He is selling a condo in Pembroke, and um, he called me and he he said that they're um, he's like I've never come across this before. There's there there's fees associated with like condo docs and and all that stuff. Um, but he, he was like, yeah, I have to pay $25 to even just receive the condo docs, not just like oh, the yeah. um. Yeah, so like you, there's you know hidden fees when you're going to sell your condo. So you might have to pay a fee for the condo docs. You might have to um, pay a fee for um, what am I thinking of for the bank, the uh, condo questionnaire. Yeah. Um, so that's something that um, that the bank is gonna need um, when you know someone's purchasing a condo is they need to have these you know particular questions answered by the condo association. Oh yeah, um, if they have a specific. Some condos will do. Um, a specific questionnaire mm-hmm. that they, or they, if you're a smaller association, they have a questionnaire that can be filled out directly by a trustee. Yeah. So it really depends on the size of the owner association or if it's professionally run by a management company. If it's professionally run by a management company, almost always you can bet that they, I mean, they have overhead, they have staff. So yeah. their job is to get the docs out and the 6D certificate and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, it's... And they want top dollar for it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, it, sometimes, I mean, I'm not, I'm not lying. I think the most I have ever seen, and actually it was a seller who ended up paying for it. So if you just like as an announcement, if you own a condo currently, make sure you have your condo docs because... If yeah, you, that's what he was calling me about. They didn't have a copy of the condo docs and so they had to pay $25 for it. It can be like triple that, mm-hmm. quadruple that, mm-hmm. um, just to get a 6D certificate. So just as a scenario, we have a small homeowner run association in Pembroke. Getting a 6D certificate was as simple as me knocking on somebody's door and they handed it to me. Mm-hmm. Larger, you know, maybe 80 unit um, professionally managed company. I had to apply for it online, wait two weeks and then pay a hundred dollars. Is this the one pay. from Halifax? Remember when we had the one in Halifax maybe one or two years ago? And it was, they were a nightmare. Well, they, they were, were a nightmare to deal with. I'm sorry. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> we won't say names. <laughs> um, but it, it is. It just depends on what you're dealing with. So 
it's always good to kind of have like your ducks in a row, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. as listing agents, one of the first questions that we ask is who's the contact for your association so that we know what we're mm. dealing with ahead of time. Do we have to order the 60 a month in advance or yeah. can we do a week, you know? Yeah. Um, my aunt was a, uh, was the president of her condo it's association. A, and it's a lot. I, I'm sure she got them right out as soon as people asked. <laughs> no, it, it really is a lot because these... It's a lot to deal with, yeah. Especially if it's a homeowner-run association, these are not people who are paid to do this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like volunteer work. Yeah. Well, know? we called her Madam President, and she loved that. So. Oh, okay. So this basically, <laughs> she treated it like it was her job. She treated it, yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, you just these are just some of the factors that you have to... Um, sort of think about, but we definitely tell our clients as soon as we, you know, are even out, Sharon's out for the listing appointment, you know, we sort of go over some of that stuff, especially when they come back to our office and they do, um, you know, a CMA with Sharon and she has, you know, in her presentation, you know, some of the fees that, that yeah, you can a seller, um, <laughs> seller, did you take your shoes off? <laughs> a seller has to, um, think about when they're selling. You know, mm-hmm. so you might have a little bit more fees than someone who's selling a single family home. You never know. I have a, I have a good question. Sorry, okay. I cut you off. Go no, ahead. I said, I was just going to say, plus there's fees, you know, with, with final water readings mm-hmm. in some towns and, um, and with, you know, doing a smoke inspection and stuff like that. So there are some fees. Oh, we go over that. We go over all that. Yeah. A lot to, a lot to consider. I have a good question. Cause this always, um, and I don't know if you're if you're gonna like it very much. Oh. I don't know if you're gonna like it. Okay. I don't know if I don't like it or I can't answer it. No, no, <laughs> you you're full of opinions, so I know you can oh. answer it. <laughs> oh. I don't um, know if that was a compliment or just. I do have full of opinions. More of a compliment. You're a very outspoken person, and you're quick on your feet. Okay. Um. So this has always been intriguing to me. When you think of new construction, right? Mm-hmm. What's the first question you would ask? From like, so there's nothing there. It's just plain ground, right? Mm-hmm. No foundation, nothing. And you're trying to put a reservation on one of those units. Mm-hmm. So nothing is built. Nothing, nothing is built yet. So you're just looking at a site plan. Okay. What, what's the first thing that's appealing, like you're thinking of? The first thing I would think of is where is it going? Where, what's your location? Where, right? Where's the location of it? What are you looking at? So like take it mm-hmm. one step further. Am I looking at a parking lot? Yeah. Am I looking at, you know, greenery? Mm-hmm. Am I backed up to somebody else? Am I looking at somebody yeah. else? Are they deck? side by side? Are they one after the other? How many units are there going to be? Yeah, location is like are they attached? super important. There can be, you can have a detached condo where's one right in, uh, in Pembroke. Pembroke, yeah. Well, they have they, uh, duplexes. Well, there's one, uh, the Grady's have a single family, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a single standing condo in their development, um, Orchard Hill. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, anything is possible. There's a, you know, freestanding ones in Norwell and stuff like that. So, um, you know, anything's possible, but that would probably be, it's one of the first questions that we get in Copperwood, you know, where on the lot is the house yeah. going to go? And that, in, at least for us, it depends on which style home they choose. So it might be fit differently on the lot than something, you know, in different style. But I would, I would certainly ask, what am I going to be looking at? Like, am I backed up to, you know, the dumpsters? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, those, these are important factors. I know, um, it, it, it was definitely a big, um, uh, not concerned, but it was a big talking point um, with one of the 
condo developments in the center of town because there was commercial space in the, yeah. in the front and it was all greenery for years and then they decided that they were going to develop it and all the trees came down so and now eventually things will go back up and eventually things will go back up but you know it, not but they all anymore. everyone who moved in there knew you know yeah but the hard thing about that was with the resales i mean i was the listing agent on those properties when they first those. came on um, oh, they're perfect. I love should, those kind of. Somebody yeah. sell in there so Melissa can buy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those when I mean when I was the original listing agent on those, there were 15 condos over there, and I had a, you know the schematic or whatever it's called of you know what it was going to look like when it was completely done, and I had you know the pictures of the two front commercial pieces of property in that picture. What ends up happening over time though is. You know, the trees were all grown in. You couldn't even see that their signs were in there. And then people sold them, so there were resales in there. And the agents who weren't familiar with that project from day one were now selling them, and they didn't know that there was commercial in front. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. Wouldn't that be something that, like, an attorney might catch or something? Because there might be condo docs and stuff, so... There, Mm. there, There definitely was, I remember, on a resale that we did in there, and we were always aware of it because of Sharon being one of um, mm-hmm. the listing agent originally, but um, on the condo docks when they were filled out by the association, they did mention a third phase that was undeveloped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your bank was then made aware of it, so therefore buyers should have been made aware of it, even if they hadn't had yeah. previous knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily in a condo doc anywhere, but it was definitely in the questionnaire when it was filled out by the association because it got flagged on us once and we had to give an explanation of what mm-hmm. commercial was going to mm-hmm. be there and that you know it could be developed at one time and we really can't say what it would yeah. be. You never should never say never. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what people will ask me questions like, oh, you know, I have this beautiful... You know, you know, green space behind me. Is it always going to stay that way? And I was like, well, never say never. I, I have no idea what will end up happening. You know, so you just have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. You you'll know if it's happening. I mean, there will mm-hmm. be an hoopla. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, there's yeah. there's always uproar, and you always have an opportunity to yeah. give your opinion. But I feel like we were somewhere together, not here, when those trees came down. We were. We, we were. were. We went to a conference. Um, the three yeah. of us. And Mark and sent us a picture. It was in, I think we were in New York, in Men. And we're, oh, and really? Yeah. And we, when we came back, there were no trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know that best. <laughs> Sorry. So, oh, so Sharon, I'll ask you yes. the same question. What's sure. one of the first things that when you think new construction condo yes. that come to your, so we were just talking about location, how like key it is. Yes. To think about, you know, which direction are you, not necessarily which direction are you facing, but are you facing the parking lot? Mm-hmm. Are you facing another neighbor? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you? Mm-hmm. But so what's one of the first things that you think of um, asking, like the first question that you think of asking when you go into a condo? For where it's going to be located? Well, where it's going to be located, or it could be, you know, if it's new construction, like what's the soundproofing going to be between? Oh, that? oh, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, that like, type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, what is the construction of the property? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a big thing. I mean, I was just, you know, that I was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was actually down in South Carolina visiting my daughter Mackenzie, mm-hmm. um, who's now going to be there a few more years. <laughs> yes. Um, congratulations. Yes, congratulations. She got offered a new position, so we're excited for her, and. Um, you know, they're townhouses and you can literally, I can hear the girl next to Mackenzie sneezing 
I could hear her sneezing. I, she, I, we, was, we were in bed, in like her beds. And, that would like, drive me nuts. Her, that's how no soundproofing. So, And I don't know why they don't have to worry. Like, I don't know if it has something to do with like fire or anything like that. But like I know like around here, we definitely have bylaws and regulations of what you have to do for fire protection. But um, they certainly don't down there. But that's, that is one of the things that you want to, and that's for us, it's hard. I mean, as listing agents, I know we listed a property one time in Plymouth and, you know, you're, you, you don't live in these houses, but then somebody said, oh, I could hear, I was doing an open house, oh, I can hear people walking upstairs. And I was like, hmm, I guess you can. But that's another thing too, though, that r- really brings up a good point is when you do have a condo and you have rules and regulations. Yes, you can do anything you want from the walls in, Yeah. but they may have in there, if you are in a condominium situation and there is a unit above you, um, or if there's a unit below mm-hmm. you, you are not allowed to do hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. So that's, yep. that's big because you would want somebody up there with carpet so they can't hear that bink, 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 bink of the you know footsteps. Yep, so. I, I never encountered that until um, we had a couple buy in a new construction place up in Jamaica Plain, mm-hmm. and in their condo do- docks, they had these beautiful hardwood floors, but it said that they had to cover those hardwood floors almost 90% with area rugs. Hmm. And to, what would to, be the point to reduce that, the to reduce the noise level if they were um, above the first floor, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a no-shoe household anyway, oh. so so they don't wear shoes inside. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's, I mean, it would be too, I mean, I got a heavy foot. Mm-hmm. I know people can hear me stomping around, that's for sure, if I have my shoes on. Yeah. But, I mean, so everything in those rules and regs is in there for a reason. Mm-hmm. It might be the abnormality or the exception to the norm that it, something would happen, but mm-hmm. it's in there because it did happen once and somebody complained that they couldn't get any sleep, mm-hmm. you know? Um, with Mackenzie's place, was is it college housing or is it? No, no, it actually isn't. I mean, there's, I think there's, you know, mostly if there's grad students, there's some professors that live there. Um, I didn't see a lot of kids running around actually out there. Everybody has a dog, but uh, she can hear the dog barking next door. She can probably hear Tallulah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very close. I know the subdivision that I had in Pembroke Center, and if you're trying to see us on Facebook Live, unfortunately, uh, we did run into a problem and we are trying to get that back on as we speak. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara here on WATD. I'm with Mary Baker and Melissa Wallace, of course, and we're talking about condominiums. If you have any questions for us, Ben, Ben, you still with us? I am still standing by. <laughs> Aha, I thought you had me. Alert. We're going to test you. I know, I know. He can't be napping over there. Uh, you're ready for anybody's phone calls, right? I'm, I'm standing by. Eyes peeled on the board. I have seen no red flickering of lights quite yet, but I'm sure it's coming. All right, perfect. 781-837-4900. If you have any questions for us regarding real estate, we're happy to answer those questions for you. Um, so we are talking, oh, so this development that we had over here, and I remember being in the model, and I said to the developer, hey, did you have like an argument with the lady next door? And he's like, no, why? And I was like, boy, she was just, during my open house, it sounded like she was just slamming the kitchen cabinets through the whole process. And he's like, no, like not at all. 
So he went into the unit, asked her to just like open and close her cabinets as she normally would, and it was echoing. So he changed the construction of those condos and made them so they were more soundproof in between. Like doubling it maybe yeah, or something? Yeah, I don't know if what exactly what he did, but he did make it better. Mm-hmm. I guess if you leave a space in between, it actually does work better too, and then you have the fire barrier and things like that in mm-hmm. between. So he did do that, and then eventually what he did was he actually ripped down the wall in between that unit and the model and redid that whole wall over. So it was soundproofed better. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that's a good idea. And with new construction... In general, I always mm-hmm. feel like um, whether it's a condo or a single-family house, builders learn as they go. Mm-hmm. Even if they're like super, super experienced, they've never built this exact plan or this exact style before. So like phases or units can vary slightly based on what they've seen, or like they could pick up ideas from mm-hmm. different um, buyers. Or I know Sharon has a Sharon closet over at Copperwood that didn't exist there before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, well, sometimes you just need a different eye to see different things, Mm -hmm. you know. So sticking on track with our condo um, things here, our condo topic, uh, we talked already about the 6D. Did we talk about the 6D? Yeah. Okay. So we talked about that. We talked about the budget, special assessments, um, insurance policies. So uh, that's a big one. You probably know best better than anybody exact walls in, walls Mm -hmm. out. Well, and the other thing too, is you just want to check too, there's usually a master insurance policy. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that the master insurance policy is covering all of the common areas. And not only that, it will usually cover like the walkways up to your door and things like that. But you also have to make sure that if you have a pool, like those are the things to look at too. Like what amenities do you need? Do you really need the pool? Are you ever going to use the pool? You know, are you going to use a gym? Do many people use the gyms at these condo developments? I see that they have a lot of things. I mean, other than Oak Point, I, you know what I mean? Do people really use them? Uh, I mean, tree, what is it? Treetop. Treetop in Kingston? In Kingston. I mean, I know they have a pool. I've never seen anyone in it. I'm sure if it was more of, um, like, like an Oak Point, like a neighborhood or like a community based Mm -hmm. living, like Pine Hills and, and things like that. People would use it, but in general, I just feel like people are too busy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, or like the, to or that. if they're gonna use the pool, <laughs> they're gonna go like to their friend's pool and hang and hang out rather than just take a yeah. quick dip. But I'm sure. Yeah. So when you have pools and things like that, I mean, that is something to consider. I mean, your association fees that you're paying every month are going towards things like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're paying more for your insurance based on the fact that there is a pool there. So uh, just keep your eyes open for that. And um, we'll talk about uh, maybe a little bit about like the studs in walls in because I know mm -hmm. um, you have to have so you have a master insurance policy, but then each unit you're required to get. Is it? I don't know if it's studs, studs in. Is it studs in? Yep. Studs in, you're responsible for. Okay. And policy. usually the windows and the doors and things mm-hmm. like that. So if something happens to one of the doors, the association isn't going to replace that. Yeah. If something happens to the deck, then the, the association is the one that's going to be responsible for that. Okay. Um, that's why it's really important to look, if you're buying a resale, you definitely want to make sure you're looking at those condo docks because they could be talking three months ago that, you know, all the decks on, you know, units one through five have to have new decks put in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when we were in the process, 
process that we had one in Abington that time. Yep. Remember, I mean, we were in the middle of a transaction and she got a letter for a special assessment for the roof. Was it the roof no, or the deck? It, it was, um, it was the deck. Painting the it deck. Was, it was painting something. the deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they had just done an assessment for the roof and it was paid for. And then literally like two weeks before closing, they got a letter saying that, Hey, you know, we talked about all of this and we're, we're going to go forward and we're going to do it, mm. but not until next spring. Um, so it's like, okay, well, who owns it at that point? Who's who's benefiting from it at that point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think the buyer, didn't the buyer already sort of know that there might be a special assessment coming because they, they have been looking at the association for a while? Yeah. So that was one that was one thing that came up is she specifically wanted to be in that association that had multiple friends mm-hmm. in the association, so might have been privy to the information mm-hmm. prior to us even really knowing mm-hmm. and that came to light as all things do mm-hmm. um, but we were able to work that one out that was that was one of our da- tell-all closing yeah. days oh, geez, yeah. with, the, with the first pipe mm-hmm. um, but it was fun yes um, um, we actually, when I was on the last time too, I know Jasmine, um, actually, she usually listens to us on Facebook. So yeah, I, and she I yells at me. Yeah. I, was, I was taking uh-huh. an Instagram the other day of, uh, of our first in-house radio show and she texted me as I was doing the Instagram going, get off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is promotion. I'm working yes, here. Yes. So she called in and she actually gave some really good insight into the information regarding, um, you know, the different types of loans and different things that you have to look out for. And, um, she was really, really good about that. One of the other thing you also want to check on is you want to try to find out if there's any pending liens or lawsuits on the association, because again, a lawsuit could be in the process and it doesn't happen, you know, it doesn't finish for a couple of years, you're going to be the one that's going to be responsible for that once you purchase the condo. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's something to always look at. I feel like that should be a disclosure issue. Like you should have to disclose that information if you're, if you know, right? Um, Like a notice would have to go out to the sellers of that unit to say, you know. Yeah, you would think. The the association is under investigation and from there... Mm-hmm. No, um, I think it should be. Yeah, I think so. But speaking of you know, figuring some things out in in regards to a loan, um, do one of you want to talk about? Because um, I don't know specifically, but um, when like if it's a smaller association and one person owns multiple units, mm-hmm. how that can affect someone um, mm-hmm. getting a loan? Yeah. So um, there is a percentage that. Um, we had a situation where somebody who was uh, selling a condo was actually purchasing one of our single family homes. And right, it was maybe like two weeks before closing, we found out that those people couldn't purchase the condo because I think that there are like seven condos in this development and three of them were owned by the developer himself mm-hmm. and he was renting them out. So there has there's a certain percentage uh, ratio that the bank will lend to with it being owned by the same person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the worry there is what if the lender or the person who owns the same three units, what if that person, you know, goes bankrupt or something happens? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and all of them. Then you have three, you know, that are not, you know, the association fee isn't coming in. So um, that's one 
thing that you have to really worry about and think about. And then the other thing too is one of the questions on the condo questionnaire is how many of the units are rented. Mm -hmm. So you could have a big, big development and a big percentage of them are rented. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people will say, oh, I'm going to buy a condo and I'm going to live in it for a couple of years and then I'm going to use it as an investment property myself and I'll rent it out. You have to be careful for that. Make sure you're checking your condo docs and read them, Yeah, <laughs> you know. Don't leave it up to the attorney to know what is best for you, what yeah, what's, what's concerning to you. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're planning on renting it, it might be right in those condo docs mm -hmm. that you cannot rent them. You can't rent it, or you can't do Airbnb or mm -hmm. anything like that. One. That's a big one right now. Mm -hmm. That is really a big one right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really want to live somewhere where you couldn't. Where you, where you do could do that. that. Well, you know, because so, you just never know. You just just like a revolving door. You might as well live in an apartment. <laughs> might as well live in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Ooh, that geez. might be nicer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you just never know, you know, who's coming and going and, and stuff. So mm -hmm. a lot of um, a lot of associations are writing in if they didn't make their condo docs with that restriction, they're writing it in now because mm -hmm. um, it wasn't a thing. Yeah. So uh, and there's always a chance for these condo docs to be amended and be adjusted mm -hmm. too. So that's one thing that's kind of important to know if you really feel as if something's antiquated and not a date. Mm -hmm. You can appeal to the yeah. board. Yes. Right? Get with the times, man. Mm -hmm. Get with the <laughs> Well, one of the other things that you want to look at when you're looking at the rules and regulations is, um, one, we already talked about, can you have pets? Uh, there's one that says you can have birds, but they have to be inside. And I just thought, like, if you let your bird outside, wouldn't it fly <laughs> wouldn't away? Go, like, not, yeah, wouldn't it fly away? Not if it's a returning owl. Yeah. You know, I like mean, one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so don't let your birds <laughs> out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a funny story, but we don't have time. Yes. I'll okay. tell you. After. So the other thing is a lot of times people will be looking at condos and they'll say, can I add a screened porch? Okay. Yeah. So that's a very good question. So you have to sometimes go before the board and they decide if you can do a screened-in porch. Even a patio sometimes. Oh, yeah. 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 My aunt lives in a condo um, in Hingham and I think she had to ask permission to do a a patio. A patio. If I'm, well, you don't own the land. No, exactly. No, it's all common. It's all common area. So mm -hmm. you really don't own the land. The other question that people will ask is. Um, can I put one of those temporary sort of screened in porch type things? We had that. Somebody asked me that at oh, like um, a canopy thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like it zips up and it's, oh, you know, yeah. like I don't that. Love that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And that's why they have these rules because mm -hmm. you don't like it, but somebody comes in and they say, I want one because they like it. You know, everybody's well, they taste keep is out different. The bugs, which, yeah. th which makes sense. And they want to be able to sit out on their deck. Hey, I want to keep out the mosquitoes now. Are you kidding me with all this triple E threat? Mm -mm. We don't want any no, of that. No triple E for me. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you want to look at is can you plant? A lot of times people want to do their own plantings. Yeah. They want to, you know, they love flowers and they want to have a little tomato garden. Are you able to do that? Mm -hmm. Chances are no. But that's, that's how you ended up with a garden. <laughs> that's how I ended up with a garden at my house. Um, I love you, Bruce Riggins. Um, so that's, yeah, so yeah. we have one, and he does that with my dad. But, you know, sometimes people who are at, like, the end of, a, like, in an association, when they're at the end unit, they sometimes can get away with sneaking in some of their own plants, but you have to think about it. Is the landscaping company now responsible to take care of those plants? And that would be extra money. So why should the association pay for extra for mm -hmm. you to have your, you know, to have your plants? So that's why they do that. We had one, um, actually it was right over here in Pembroke and um, he had like a big fire pit and everything. He oh, just yeah, like kept yeah, on yeah. encroaching on the land behind him. And I was like, hey, like, <laughs> you just want to let you know, like you're not supposed to be back there. Yeah, you can't um, do that. 
the other thing to look at too, I just want to make sure is uh, make sure you're asking about parking, visitor parking. Is there enough yeah. parking if you're going to have family over? Are your parking spaces, how many deeded. do you get? Are they deeded? Are they just assigned? Because if they're assigned, they could be changed. Can you have unmarked vehicles there, unregistered vehicles? All kinds of questions. We have all the answers. So if you wanted to have a one-on-one with us, we would love to have that opportunity. You can reach out to us at 781-826-8000. Of course, you can go to bostonconnect.com. You can see all of our profiles there, all of the listings for Boston Connect Real Estate and all of our wonderful, wonderful agents. Uh, Give us a ring anytime. Melissa, Mary, thank you so much. Thanks Thanks for having us. (laughs) Bye, Ben. Bye. The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. 95.9 WATD-FM Marshfield and 95.9 WATD.com. Tim McGuire, 16 women who say they were sexually abused by Jeffrey Epstein vent their anger today in court. I've been fighting that very world to this day, and I won't stop fighting.